Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for having your coffee in Christ with Krishna Janae this morning. I am pumped and excited to deliver to you part two of the healing series. Last week, I was open, I was transparent, I was raw, and I was naked, and I invited you into my wounds and my past you know, um, hurts and pains just to share with you, you know, the importance of healing. So today I have part two that I will be giving to you trying to love people who hasn't healed, how to avoid becoming the brokenhearted from loving the brokenhearted, or if you have found yourself already becoming the brokenhearted from loving the brokenhearted how we can you know look at those signs and make sure that we understand that it's never too late for God to heal us in this process so let's go ahead and get started thank you father for positioning this platform in Christ thank you father for placing all those who have trusted you as your savior and allowing us to fellowship through this network as brothers and sisters thank you that we are members of your body and we are being built up together as your holy dwelling place father we pray that as the wickedness in the world seems to be increasing and the love of many has grown so cold that you would continue to unite us in loving fellowship and seek your peace your word and forgiveness when we fall short i pray that this message is delivered in your likeness and pleases you father that our hearts receive it with love and we continue on within our day our week that we hold each other up in prayer in jesus name amen guys before i get started i something in my spirit i just want to share with you you know The devil has a way of trying to block certain messages from God. It is just kind of funny because as I'm on air and I'm trying to, you know, record this message for you, there were so many interruptions, so many interruptions from one thing to the other, from technical issues to you name it. And you see, I started to get frustrated. I started to get, you know, a little fluttered. My, my, my spirit started to get a little fidgety and, and started to get agitated. And the problem in that is I wouldn't have been able to deliver you a message with passion and, and with clarity and, and with a sense of, of, of calmness and peace and I find it kind of funny how the devil always tries to distract us. See, the healing series is so important. It's so important for my spiritual journey. It's so important that I deliver this message and I deliver this series because when we look around the world, there's nothing but unhealed people. Our society is broken. Our marriages are broken. Our relationships, our friendships, workplace, leadership, everything is so broken. So when I was led to deliver this series and this message and and bring transparency and truth, there was a lot of elements every single time I came on air and tried to record this message. And... I had to share that with you. So I don't know if it's if, if it's those that are listening right now, if you really, really need it to hear this. See, don't get fooled and don't get it misunderstood. You are listening because of a reason. 
And the devil tried so hard to block this message. Tried so hard to close off your your heart or your mind or your spirit from receiving this message. But what I'm about to tell you, the devil can't block. It's important. And I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I just have this feeling that I'm speaking to someone right now that needs to hear this message. See, I'm sure we have all found ourselves trying to love a broken person. Oftentimes we end up becoming the brokenhearted and the cycle continues or we stay true to our assignment and we grow from our assignment. But a lot of times we become the brokenhearted instead of staying true to our assignment. See, when you're loving an unhealed and emotionally or spiritually unhealthy person, you know, this can be one of the most demanding and exhausting things one may face on this earth. You aren't careful, or if you aren't careful careful in this assignment, you aren't solid in your spiritual clarity. And if you aren't loyal to God's mission, you will find yourself becoming the brokenhearted, or you may have found yourself already slipping in to become the brokenhearted. But this message is for you today. Because you know what? The devil is a lie. And you know, when I say brokenhearted, I'm not talking about, you know, finding ourselves facing disappointment or daily, you know, the daily heartache of from the flesh's mistake of placing unrealistic expectations onto another or, you know, finding ourselves facing the consequences of reacting instead of responding or finding ourselves picking up the pieces from decisions we have made that were not Christ-led. When I'm talking about the brokenhearted, I'm strictly talking about emotional, mental, and spiritually broken What happens when we carry the burdens of a broken heart? What happens when we become so entangled in trying to love the broken hearted? Romans tells us, but because of your stubbornness and your unrepented heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. When you hold on to the burdens of a broken heart, the unrepented and hardened heart, negativity and spiritual debt becomes you. When you are trying to love someone that is broken hearted and you are not healed. You become spiritually dead. So let's look close at what an unhealed life may look like or sound like or act like. See, there are three things I'm going to touch on today. I'm going to talk about truth, integrity, and honesty. How that truth and, and lies become, you know, the headline in the relationship. Then I'm going to talk about mental health and emotional health and how that becomes the generational curse unto our children and our children's children and unto our land. And then lastly, I'm going to talk about when there's no God, there is no healing. Truth becomes difficult to recognize and accept whenever you are trying to love a broken person. See, 
a broken person often has a hard time telling the truth, even over minor things, because they have a hard time accepting the truth. Sometimes the truth is wrapped into a delusion of comfort. They are comfortable in their unauthentic self. They are comfortable in the world of lies and distortions that the devil has conveniently used to either boost their pride, their ego, and their perceptions. See, they continue to take to chase the thrill of the moment without considering the eternal consequences. Proverbs 12 verse 19 says, truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. See, when you are loving the brokenhearted, you become wrapped into their delusions. Those small white lies becomes the leading cause of the big lies. And that's the headlining show of your relationship. You are now the back seat. See, lies become the superstar. You have to drown that dishonesty, though, with God's truth, or you will become comfortable in accepting the devil's distorted, twisted view of the relationship. If you don't stand in your truth in loving a broken person, if you are not healed and you cannot stand firm in your truth, in God's truth, guess what? You are now becoming the audience. You will be watching your life unfold in front of you in that relationship and you will be the victim of the lies. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. See, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone unto the world. See, the last thing about truth and lies in the brokenhearted that you must be aware of is that their lies become the manipulation in your truth. You become wrong. And you become the victim of manipulation. Proverbs 26, 28 says a lying tongue hates its victims and a flattering mouth works ruin. Don't dim your light. Don't dim your truth. Stand firm in God's promises. He is truth and he is light. His truth will always win. See, your assignment in this particular relationship is to be the earthly image of God in the midst of this person's hell. If you stand grounded in his truth, 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 9 reminds us that then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. Yes, this can be such a taxing assignment because of the one thing that a person with honesty and integrity cannot deal with is untruth. It's like vinegar and water, but keep in mind, this may be the struggle for you, but at the same time, it also may be a lesson for you created and designed to test your spiritual clarity, to test your own truths or even designed for you to strengthen in your faithfulness. Lies, dishonesty, trust is the sign of living and trying to love an unhealed, broken-hearted person. It's a sign that you yourself may be falling victim to become the broken-hearted. 
emotional and mental health, we need to look closely. See, we all go through moments of emotional waves, and this could be natural pulls from the earth and moon. It could be hormonal changes for women and men that everyone goes through each month. But when your emotional moods are altered on a daily basis, when mood swings become the normal, you know, and the mind is unable to control the impulses of these emotions, this is an indication of living an unhealed life. This is an indication that you are loving the brokenhearted. Mental illness can be caused by a number of factors. Some PTSD, past experiences that may have traumatized you or a person. Some are biological factors. Some could be generational Some could be TBIs, which are traumatic brain injuries. I mean, the list goes on. Something simple as not facing past hurts or being the product of child abuse or child issues or child neglect can cause a world of unhealthy emotional adult life pain, past relationships. And when I say life pain, I say unhealthy pain because I do believe there are healthy pains, which are your growing pains and unhealthy pains, which are stunted pains. And I'm going to give you a primary example about this. See, oftentimes people are emotionally ripped from the growing process at a certain age in their lives. We can look at two people who are married. Both may have been married before. And the wife wonders why the husband has an inability to emotionally connect and see the meaning of of important ingredients such as partnership, support, or consideration, or even communication. He can't see in the graphs that these are positive components that he should learn to embrace. He's just not getting it. Some may not even understand how to be a priest, the protector or the provider in a relationship. But what she hasn't realized is that at a tender age of of maybe 22, when he first got married and during his first marriage, those things were not required or embedded into relationships. So what happened at that age, he emotionally stopped growing. He was stunted. Those pains were stunted. So his wife is still trying to love the 22-year-old in which he is currently stuck in emotionally. The husband, on the other hand, he's trying to understand why the wife cannot let go of her trust issues. And what he doesn't see is maybe when she was 24 during her first marriage, trust became her burden instead of her assignment and she emotionally stopped growing in that area so he's now trying to love the 24 year old woman in that area of the relationship this could be in a work relationship see we can see our boss being 50 years old but if something emotionally hindered that person at the age of 20 They are acting out in a leadership role at the age of 20 instead of 40 emotionally. Something happened. Something stunted that emotional growth. 
On the outside appearance, we may look older, but emotionally, we are still struggling. A 12-year-old will act out way different from a 16-year-old. But if you have a 16-year-old that emotionally got stunted emotionally at the age of 12, all you will see is a 16-year-old being immature in their emotional progress. And a lot of times that can cause a distortment, a a delusion. Well, you're grown. You should be acting grown. Well, what happened in that person's past that stunted their growth? What stunted pain has this person not dealt with? See, if we If you or or them do not take time to heal those unhealthy pains which stunted the emotional growth in us, we will carry this brokenness forever. Psalms 31 says, I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. We have to learn how to heal. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, of the affliction we experience in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of debt, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. We stand fast. We, we stand firm, I'm sorry, on, on what Corinthians tell us. We ask God to heal these emotional states in our lives and, and in their lives. And we have to be reminded that the mind plays with the emotions and the emotions plays on the mind. And there are so many people that are undiagnosed in their mental health struggle. And this is the primary cause of broken, recycled issues in our society. We see broken children. We see broken generations. We see broken marriages. We see broken friendships. We see broken workplace, work environments. This entire world is broken. Domestic violence, child abuse, verbal and emotional abuse and neglect. Just because a person may not physically abuse you, be mindful of the emotional and verbal abuse. If you accept this behavior, you will become the brokenhearted. I've been there. I shared with all of you on part one my experience with a physical emotional and verbal abuse situation i've shared with you how i was able even when i became the brokenhearted even whenever i took on their broken and unhealed elements in their lives and became the brokenhearted because I was vulnerable. I wasn't healed in my own process. So I felt victim to the lies and the distortedness of the relationship. And I took on that and I found myself becoming the brokenhearted. How there was someone else that got aligned and assigned in my life to help me through that situation. And the only reason why that person was able to love the brokenheartedness in me was because they stay, they stood firm in their assignment. And that's something that we have to find ourselves doing. See, 
I had made excuses when it happened the first and the second time. I found myself brokenhearted and then I began to accept relationships that were verbally abusive because I gave those excuses. Well, at least it isn't physical. But what I've learned in my spiritual journey and my healing process and how, you know, standing firm in my healing, that the last time it ever happened would be the last time it would ever happen. Because I declared healing in that person. I declared clarity in my spiritual journey and spoke life into that person and spoke life into myself. And I became strong enough to not tolerate it ever again. I did not become the brokenhearted again. I did not allow their brokenheartedness to inflict lifelong unhealed pain in my life I stood firm and I knew my assignment was either to walk away or to process and lead that person to healing there are times I come across verbal attack from different angles and I say that from work I say that in a recent Situation I found myself in where I literally saw actual evidence, text messages that this person used to bash me because they were in a very hurtful state. And I didn't even address the situation because of where I was in my healing process. I was able to assess the situation in a whole different perspective because. I was able to realize that mental and emotional health played a major toll in what they were trying to reflect or how they were trying to reflect their pain. And I didn't take it personal. And I knew that that emotional and mental state was not the truth. See, because I'm, he- I'm because I'm healing in ways that I've never allowed myself to heal before, I've learned to not take on their pain. Verbal abuse can destroy you if you are not healed, but it's also not acceptable even if you are healed. Verbal and emotional abuse can become personal if you allow it. And you won't be able to see the pain a person may be trying to reflect back into you if you are not healed. You won't be able to clearly understand when your assignment with that situation is done. If that person is not able to overcome that brokenhearted state and they continue and continue That lesson was not for them. It was for you. And that time in your life is over. And it's time for you to walk away before you become that victim. You have to stay grounded in your truth in order for you to understand that particular assignment. Because if you don't, again, you can begin to internalize their words. And now one broken person can become two. There will be no more life being spoken, no more truth, no more spiritual clarity. And the devil has won in creating this war 
in your life, their life. In your mind, in their mind, in your heart, their heart, your spirit, and their spirit. See, you have to understand that these are all signs of possible mental health issues that you must be brave enough to seek help, a proper help for, for yourself or for them. Because if you find yourself excusing certain behaviors that mean you are slowly becoming the brokenhearted. You must read Galatians. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. You have to allow your spiritual clarity to lead you and that person to those assigned by Christ to help. And what I mean by that is when you find yourself dealing with a broken hearted that that spits out um, venomous, you know, pain such as verbal, physical or emotional abuse. You have to be able to recognize, is this something that. God wants me to stay in until it is resolved or is this something that God is trying to show me in my life or show show them in their life only for a seasonal time and in the midst of that you have to seek counsel I say marriage counseling individual counseling mental health assistance like fight for your life fight for their life Help them, help you get the proper help that's needed. Lead them, lead yourself to redemption. Do not allow a person's mental health instability cause a mental health instability in you. We must learn how to educate ourselves on mental health. We must learn how to fight properly in the spirit and with wise counsel appointed by God to combat the destruction of mental health. Mental health is destroying our families. It's destroying our world. It's destroying our generation. It's destroying this earth because we get so caught up in thinking that this is acceptable it's not. And everything that I have just discussed are major signs, whether it's major depressive, bipolar, um, bipolar mix with manic episodes, periods, mood swings that are unexplainable, any type of verbal abuse any type of physical abuse that's a clear indication that mentally and emotionally there's a sickness and there's an illness and there is help last but not least spiritual healing Romans says 8 verses 6 for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace Your spiritual healing is the most important in combating the exhaust found in loving the brokenhearted. 
it is the most important in combating your fall into becoming the brokenhearted. When there is no when there is no God, there is absolutely no life. Death with no eternal life in every aspect of your life becomes the ultimate ending. See Romans again when we look more in depth of Romans 8 verses 1 through 39 it goes into explaining that there is Therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. If God does not become our primary source, does not become your primary source in your life, you will become the brokenhearted from loving the brokenhearted. You will become so attached to fixing the brokenhearted instead of leading the brokenhearted. See, Jesus didn't walk among his people to fix them. He walked among his people to lead them, lead them to Christ. The choice was and always has been given. But because he knew his assignment by his father or from his father, he knew that he had to set the example and teach love. He had to show love. He had to give love no matter what or who he encountered. He was never thrown off of his course. He may have been tempted, but he was never thrown off of his course. His peace and his father's promises were stronger than the chaos in this earthly world. And you have to keep that in mind. When you are loving the brokenhearted, the chaos in that mix should not overcome you. Your peace has to be stronger. Your peace, your faith in knowing his promises has to be stronger than the chaos. Because when you are loving the brokenhearted, we have to keep in mind, you have to keep in mind that your spirit can at some point be broken if you are not standing strong in faith. See, the brokenhearted, their mind and their spirit is already broken. Their source has become the flesh, not the Holy Spirit. And the spiritual attacks in their lives will turn to attack you. The devil will try to cause you to despise this person or the persons. The devil will try to cause you to become thrown off of your spiritual journey. You will become confused and misunderstood and frustrated. You will want to question God and everything you believe in. Everything you vow to provide will go into question. But you have to be the vessel of God's light. Don't become the sunken ship. I'll leave you with this prayer for spiritual strength. 
and it's Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 30 21 I'm sorry for this reason I bow my knees before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What I want you to gain from part two is healing. in healing is understanding how to stay grounded in your spiritual assignment when loving the brokenhearted in order to stop the cycle in becoming the brokenhearted. Some of these assignments will be seasonal or lifetime. It may be for you to grow or at one point to let go. But his mission is to always make the attempts and the alignment to help lead the brokenhearted to healing, to his promises, you included. But what you have to remember is in your position to lead the brokenhearted, you must not become the brokenhearted. And if you do or if you have found yourself already sunken or or you're you're suffering or suffocating in this assignment use these three signs to help you recognize these things in yourself or the person you love to help lead the both of you to spiritual freedom to healing break that bondage of the devil's hold on your broken heart on their broken heart your heart their heart can be healed So I'm going to move into poetry. It's poetry time. It's poetry time. And this one is actually from um, a collection of Christian poetry. And this is by, I believe her name is Deborah Ann Belka. And it's entitled, There's Nothing God Can't Do. There's nothing too hard for God to do. There isn't anything he can't perform for you. There isn't a place too tight. God can't get you out of. There isn't a problem so deep he can't help you rise above. There isn't a relationship God can't save and heal. There isn't a broken heart he can't make again to feel. There isn't a single fear God can't make go away. There isn't one little doubt he can't begin to sway. There isn't a spiritual crisis God can't alleviate. There isn't a physical issue he can't regenerate. Nothing is too hard for God. There's not anything he can't do. All he needs to have is faith and trust from you. And so I'm snapping and I'm snapping. And this one was very short and very sweet and powerful. During this healing process, again, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you may have found yourself falling victim of becoming the brokenhearted. You may be tired. You may be exhausted. You may be ready to give up your assignment. 
But there is nothing God can't do. Stay emotionally grounded in the spirit. Ask God, God, is this an assignment that I need to grow or I need to let go? Is this an assignment seasonal or is this an assignment lifetime? What are my boundaries, Father God? What can I take and what can I not take? I am only here to be used as a vessel. I'm only here, Father God, to sit up here and lead the brokenhearted to you, Father God. How can I stand in my truth when I'm struggling to uncover their lies? Father God, how can I sit up here and expose mental health or lead them to getting help when I don't even know much about it myself? Father God, how can I sit up here and add God into the mix of my relationship or my marriage or my workplace when they are refusing to see you? Ask God to give you that clarity. Ask God to help you stay strong in your healing process. You remind yourself you are a child of God and you yourself take a look at anything that you need to let go. Take a look at anything, any stunted pains that you need to heal from because this is where you're going to get your strength. When you are walking that healing journey, that spiritual journey, you will stand firm in the faith and the understanding and the knowing and the peace that God has already had it in control. He has it worked out. Everything will work out. There is nothing he cannot do. There is no problem too small, no problem too big. He is in control. Your job is not to fix a person. Your job is to lead that person. Your job is to concentrate on fixing yourself. Because if you are not healed, if you are not fixed on his love and on his promises, how will you be able to lead the brokenhearted without becoming the brokenhearted? I'm telling you right now, you may be exhausted, but find your refreshing breath, find new life in the spirit. God is right here in the midst of everything. He sees everything. He feels everything. He knows everything. You are not alone in this walk. I know your days may be long. I know you may be questioning every decision you have ever made when it comes to dealing or trying to love this brokenhearted person. But you also want to ask yourself, what healing do I need to take place in my life? So I'm going to recommend our book and then we are going to head out. So the book I have um, for this week, it is called He That Healed D, and it's by Christine Brooks Martin. And the synopsis read, He That Healed D is filled with scriptural-based affirmations 
These prayers address the emotions one experiences while processing the transition from brokenness to healing, wholeness, and well-being. Speaking affirmations will help you build your trust, faith, and confidence in the promises found in the Word of God in the midst of any circumstance. His comfort, peace, and blessings are available to those who acts of him. Uncertainties in the human experience brings many challenges. One moment, one word, one decision, a crisis or tragedy can turn an unwise idea life upside down. Health issues, the loss of the loved one, financial, relationship, and lifestyle changes are many other circumstances demand that you acknowledge and process a myriad of emotions. True comfort and peace in the heart and mind comes from the relationship with God and through prayer. The scriptures declare that the Holy Spirit is our comforter, helper, and teacher who enables us to pray as we ought. These prayers of affirmation will enable you to change what you think, say and do in any circumstances, increase your faith and trust in God, rebuild self-esteem, enjoy more peace and blessings in your life, build healthy, stable relationships with family, friends, and co-workers, experience emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual healing, wholeness, and well-being. And I want you guys, this one exactly, while you, it's very short read and it's something that you can read throughout the week because what it's going to do, it's going to prepare you and open your heart and your burdens that may be placed in your heart right now to receive part three of the healing series. You may be broken, but you are still beautiful. And we're going to be talking about how to heal and turn your brokenness into happiness. We're going to be talking about tools and situations that I have even encountered on how to turn my brokenness into a beautiful healing masterpiece. How we can turn every burden of trying to even love the brokenhearted into our victory so part three will be next week and I do have a powerful ending and um a personal powerful ending that I that I cannot wait to share with you and again you know I want you to walk away in the spirit with clarity with peace and calm today I want you to know that through whatever you may be going through with another person or persons that you were chosen, okay? You were chosen for a reason. Maybe it's for you to be tested in your faith. Maybe it is for you to stop and really take notice of certain symptoms and signs in your own personal healing journey. Maybe there's something that you have overlooked within yourself Remember, your job is not to fix the brokenhearted. Your job is to lead the brokenhearted. So with that being said, go in love and go in peace. And I love all of you. I need you. We need each other. And thank you so much again for joining part three of the healing series next week. I cannot wait to be back on air with you guys next week again 
And thank you so much for your faithfulness and for your support. And continue to go out and live a healed, spiritual, clear journey. Ciao, everyone. Be blessed.